From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A big hearty howdy to all of you catching up. On one of our affiliate stations across North America, those of you listening to the podcast, please check it out at TalkZone.com. That's the podcast, TalkZone.com. Give it a few days to get posted. The uh, Conspiracy Show app, of course, the YouTube channel. Hey, we have passed the 6,000 subscription mark. Thank you all for that. But we're racing, racing against time here, trying to get to 10,000. 10,000 subs by the end of the year, and only you can help us do that. So thank you again, and let's keep it going. Wherever and however you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Jonathan Kahn, New York Times best-selling author, is here unraveling a shocking mystery uh, detailed in his new book, Paradigm, the Ancient uh, Blueprint that Holds the Mystery of Our Times. And we're comparing... The reign of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel in the northern kingdom of Israel in ancient times and how the mirroring of that with President Clinton and Hillary Rodham Clinton is just is incredible. Let's talk about when King Ahab's reign comes to an end. Well, I sort of hinted at this earlier that Queen Jezebel, you know, doesn't just sort of, you know, get shuffled off to the sidelines and take on some honorary title. She's bound and determined to continue to to uh, to have influence and power after King Ahab is killed. Yeah, a lot of people think that, you know, the, the idea that most people have is that, you know, well, Ahab, Ahab ends and Jezebel ends. But that's not what happened at all. Ahab ends, and as I said, Jezebel goes on, and she goes on on the political stage. She goes on in the halls of power. And so what that means, I mean, you know, I, I know your people are sharp and you're putting, they're already putting this together, that what it means is so that at the end, the Clinton years will end, the, the, the reign or the time of Bill Clinton ends on the national stage, but for the first time in history, in American history, the first lady goes on on the political stage, well, and so she does, Hillary Clinton becomes a senator in New York. Um, she, uh, Jezebel would dwell in the halls of power, so, so does Hillary Clinton. She'll dwell in the capital city, so Hillary Clinton will dwell in Washington, D.C. She'll not be the, she's not the queen anymore, she's not the first, she's the former first lady. I'm talking about Jezebel, she's the former first lady. And so she still has, she exerts influence behind the scenes, um, and, and she's gonna do it behind the throne, and that's exactly what Hillary Clinton will do. And as you kind of alluded to, she still has an agenda. She, you know, she, it just says Jezebel never changed, and we know this from, from what's alluded to in the Bible later on, and that she's still a strong influence on the government, is that so did Hillary Clinton. She never changed at all. She still, has an agenda, and you know, in fact, when she's a, a as a senator, she's one of the few senators who actually stands up to 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 defend partial birth abortion on her own, you know, as, as a solo career. So she does this, and then of course, then but something else happens. She in 2008, she seeks to become the leader of the land, but according to the paradigm, she does not become the leader of the land. At least during this time, she will not. It will go to a younger man. And so this introduces the next kind of mystery of the paradigm, and he and there's a chapter in the book is called the heir, and and this is going to be the mystery of Barack Obama, and Barack Obama is going to follow the paradigm of the king known as Joram. 
Now, Joram is he's called the heir because he's going to follow. He's the heir to Ahab. He's going to follow the basically the policies of Ahab. He's going to. He's not going to be the pioneer. You know, Ahab was the pioneer. He's he's the first king to do all these things, and Clinton was the first president to to open the door for all these things. But but here, Joram is going to follow the ways overall of Ahab, and his and so. We have Barack Obama. Barack Obama is going to follow the in the overall the policies of the Clinton years. I mean, and you even alluded to one. You had Hillary Care, Care well, it becomes Obamacare uh, about abortion. Everything is followed through by Obama. And it's interesting because I didn't even get into this. If you look in the paradigm, it actually reveals personalities because if you look at Ahab's personality, he's emotional, he's wavering, goes back and forth. He's he's kind of weak-willed in different ways. Back and well, that's Bill Clinton, back and forth and all over the place. But if you look at uh, Jezebel, different personality. She is a, a harder personality. She can be vindictive. She can be she can be like iron. Well, how do people view Hillary Clinton? Same way, and they didn't trust Jezebel in the same way has been largely the case with with Hillary Clinton. Um, and so you got this, you got that. But then when you look at Joram, Joram's personality is a cooler temperament, meaning it's not you know back and forth all over the place. Can't picture, you know, Ahab repented, but then he turns back and forth. He persecutes Elijah. Well, with Joram, you can't picture that. Joram is a cooler, and so Barack Obama has this different personality, more reserved. But if you look at the you look at the account about Joram, you'll see that there's a hostility, and and there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a view of God that's basically hostile. He almost, Joram views him almost as an enemy, and views the people of God with hostility. And, and so the ways of Barack Obama will be, and this again not about motive, but the ways will be. He will endorse policies that will continually be hostile to God's people, to God's ways. He's the one who says America's not a Christian nation anymore. He's the one who says, you know, they cling to their guns and religion. And he's the one who continually votes down anything that has to do with religious freedom, continuously. He, he, he quotes the Declaration of Independence and omits God. So you have a, a pattern there again and again. But that's not all. When you look at the reign of Joram, he's not alone. And he, he, he reigns on the throne, but there's somebody with him who is the former first lady who is Jezebel. Well, what what happens when Obama gets into the White House? Unprecedented, never happened in American history. He brings in the former first lady, Hillary Clinton, and she becomes like an advisor on the throne or by the throne, same way just as Obama did. So they follow really everything here. Interesting. Now, but in modern times, of course, um, Obama didn't follow Clinton in the presidency. We had George W. Bush was president. That's right. Number 40. That is right. 43. That so, is right. Absolutely. Does that not throw sort of a. Sort no, of a chunk no. Into I'll the, tell you why. This, 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 the, I mean, actually, it's a very consistent thing. It happens with the, with the Harbinger as well. If you notice with the Harbinger, everyone, everyone um, who actually, I mean, those who don't know it, it's this, this ancient re, the replaying of. The days, the the warnings of judgment, and you find American leaders actually pronouncing judgment on America, and they're actually quoting the ancient scriptures of judgment that the ancient leaders of Israel did. But the, the, the interesting thing is, virtually every one of them is either is democratic. I mean, and, it, and it's not a matter. Listen, it's not a matter of politics. Not a matter. It doesn't matter which party. But but the Democratic Party has 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 initiated many things now that are very clearly against the Bible. Well, that is what you see with a. It doesn't. You don't. You won't see many Republicans in the Harvard. And it's not a choice. It's it's simply these are the ones who end up reliving it. Well, the paradigm is the paradigm of apostasy. So it focuses. On the leaders of apostasy, or, or help who who are a catalyst who fulfill this 
paradigm of leading the nation away. Well, that is the case with the Clintons. That's the case with, with Barack Obama. It was not the case with George Bush. He sought to, whatever one thinks about anybody, he sought to slow this down, he, you know, in, in every way. However, even this is part of it because there is another son who's on the throne and who before Joram, and that and that is his name is Ahaziah, and so 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 you have George Bush is actually a placeholder because it it makes everything else fall into place. For instance, Joram was the third king of the paradigm, or the second king after Ahab, and so is so is Obama, and and you have you actually have the entire timing, and, and something else I'll share with you, which is what happens to the nemesis. It only could happen if there was another king in that place, or another president in that place. Right. But, but George Bush was not one who, who furthered the apostasy, so the focus will be on those. That's interesting. I think a lot of us conservatives would consider uh, George the 43rd to be a placeholder. <laughs> well, I understand. I understand. But, 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 well, let me give you an example here, and this, is what, this will lead to the next thing. Because, you know, we talked about in the first hour, we, talk, we mentioned the nemesis, the one who rises up to, to you know, bring destruction on the land. And that, that, the ancient nemesis, and that is Osama bin Laden, who will follow the paradigm of the ancient one, Ben-Hadad. Well, that's not the end of the story. The end of the, 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 end of the story is going to come during this time. If it wasn't for the Bush presidency, it would not fall exactly the way it should. So, so here's what happens. It, the, you know, you have this manhunt after 9-11, the greatest manhunt in history, and, and yet you know, it went dead. The, the, the trail went cold. Yes. Nobody knew what happened. And, and yet the paradigm spelled it all out before it happened. The paradigm gives, says, first of all, that the nemesis, in this case bin Laden, is going to be assassinated, just as the ancient one was. And it actually is going to—it's going to give the way that it's going to happen. The ancient nemesis, Ben Laden, or Ben, ben Haddad, sorry, is is lying in his bed when the assassination begins. Well, well, Osama bin Laden will be lying in his bed when his assassination, when the Navy SEALs begin to come down on the compound. And who killed Ben Haddad? Was it were, was it uh, forces from the Northern Kingdom? It, interesting. It, the, the way it was, it was a man named Hazael, and because we know his name, we well. Let me, let me throw this in. Well, 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 but actually, but even before that, there's something I, I, I think you may be linking, and that is that the 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 death of Bin Laden or Ben Haddad will will come ultimately will be will originate in the Northern Kingdom because it will be the prophet Elisha who will actually initiate it. So it will be initiated in the Northern Kingdom. So so with Bin Laden, you could say with America, but it involves other things. The interesting thing is that that what happens also is in the paradigm the ancient enemy Ben Haddad. He cannot leave his quarters. He, so, just like Bin Laden couldn't leave, so he uses a courier to transmit message, messages and other things. So that's exactly what Bin Laden did. He used a courier, and through the courier, uh, uh, the ancient courier, that the 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 enemy is going to be killed because of the courier. Well, in the modern case, they they couldn't find Bin Laden for years, but finally they found his courier. And by finding his courier and, and, and following him back, the courier led them to the compound. So even that comes into play. And, and then there's much more. But what happens also is that at the time of the assassination, the, you know, what happens is that the assassin comes into the bedroom and executes the enemy in the bedroom. Well, so bin Laden will be executed in his bedroom. But the paradigm actually gives the timing of when it will happen. Because you know, it was years nothing happened with Bin Laden, but the, but the paradigm gives it because he, we know we put it together. It's very clear that what happens is this. Okay, hold so, on. Jonna, okay, we're going to sure. take a time out. We'll okay. reveal the timing. Okay. We'll reveal it. <laughs> when we come back, the paradigm with Jonathan Kahn. Stay with us. 
Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. Jonathan Kahn stays with us. The, uh, the brand new book is The Paradigm, the ancient blueprint that holds the mystery of our times. I just want to give some a clarification on the dates and locations when Jonathan uh, will be in Toronto, and that is fast approaching. So again, uh, and Albert, let's get these up on the website if we could. Uh, Wednesday, November the 15th at 7 p.m., that's the Church on the Queensway. Okay, Wednesday, November the 15th, 7 p.m., Jonathan will be speaking at the Church on the Queensway. That's 1536 the Queensway here in Toronto. And for this event, you've got to register. Just go to eventbrite.com, and uh, there's this, usually a search engine there. Just, t- just type in Jonathan Kahn, C-A-H-N, Jonathan Kahn, and you'll get the details. Again, you just have to register. It's free. There will be a collection plate, and I'm, uh, that would probably be going to um, a Hope of the World ministry. Uh, Saturday, November the 18th. Saturday, November the 18th at 7 p.m. Now, this event is at the Vaughn Community uh, Church. Okay, Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., the Vaughn Community Church. That's 200 Racco Parkway in Thornhill. No registration required, but arrive early to uh, guarantee seating. Sunday, November the 19th, at 10 a.m., Miracle Family Temple. That's 1100 Bellamy Road North in Scarborough. Again, Sunday, November the 19th, 10 a.m., Miracle Family Temple, 1100 Bellamy Road, North Scarborough. No registration required, but arrive early to guarantee seating. And then the same day, Sunday, November 19th, at 3.15 p.m., the Tamil Church of the Living Savior. Tamil Church of the Living Savior, 480 Huntingwood Drive in Scarborough. No registration required, arrive early to guarantee seating. And uh, we will post these on the uh, the website at uh, strangeplanet.ca. All right. We were talking about uh, the timing of bin Laden's assassination by the uh, Navy SEAL team, essentially in, you know, in his bedroom, and how that, that paradigm is mirrored uh, by the assassination of the nemesis of, of King Ahab, uh, and that was uh, bin Haddad. Under very yes. s- similar circumstances, almost exact circumstances, yes. but the timing, the timing of bin yes. Laden's assassination. Let's talk about that. Yeah. When? Well, first of all, when uh, when the ancient nemesis was assassinated, it was in the reign of Joram, which corresponds with Obama. So that's why it happened. Obama was in power. It happened when when uh, when Joram and Jezebel were t- were in the palace, and so and ha- therefore we all saw that famous picture when when bin Laden was assassinated. It was Obama. Obama and Hillary Clinton were there in the White House, and but it says this: that according to the paradigm, when uh, the 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 nemesis will bring destruction on the land, the calamity, and we already saw how the paradigm gave the exact or day and hour of it. That's nine eleven. So that's two thousand one, and according to the paradigm, then ten years later, in the tenth year after the calamity, the nemesis will be assassinated. So two thousand one at ten years. In the paradigm, it takes you to the year 2011. 2011 is the year Bin Laden is assassinated. That was in May of that year, I believe. Yes. All right, fascinating. Now, back to King Joram. Yes. Uh, 
the the timing we, we earlier yep. we talked about how long King Ahab reigned yep. and how long Bill Clinton was in in yep. politics. What about with King Joram and his prototype or anti-type, I suppose, uh, President yes. Obama? Yeah, well, how long was Obama on the nat- on the world stage or the national stage? Well, we know it's very exact because he had a very dramatic um, uh, launch into the national stage. Nobody knew about him, you know, before, you know, uh, even in Chicago, most people didn't know about him up until the time when he gave, he was invited to give the keynote speech at the Democratic Convention, and he did, and all overnight he was lifted up to national uh, acclaim, and they said he's going to become the president, and very shortly, you know, after that, like like two years later, he's running for president, and then he becomes president. So it's it's a very clear marker. It's it's 2004. The de- when he gave that speech, Democratic Convention, it was the summer of 2004. And so what happens now? Well, how long was he on the stage? His last year as president was 2016. So 2004, 2016, you end up with 12 years. And actually, actually, Obama, when he spoke at the last convention nominating Hillary Clinton, the first words out of his mouth of his speech were, were this, was 12 years ago tonight. It was actually on the exact 12-year mark. Right. And so 12 years, Barack Obama. Open up the Bible, and you open up to the book of Second Kings. And Second Kings says this of Obama's prototype. Joram reigned in Samaria for a period of 12 years. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? 12 years. Again. And, and the other thing is, you know, nobody could put this together. I mean, because, you know, you look at back then, you know, kings weren't elected. They were, they got into power when the king before them died, and they were, they finished when they died, you know. So it had nothing to do with the dynamics of a modern president with all the, you put, look at all the ins and outs and all the, all the twists and turns of politics, and yet it ends up with Clinton, and with a lot of twists and turns, ends up with Obama. It, it follows, it conforms to the, to the ancient paradigm. Or you could say the ancient paradigm here is determining where, what exactly they will be. So yes, again, an exact, an exact match. Uh, I, I want to talk about um, the, the chapter of the warrior because I, that's sort of speeding yes. things along. Yes. But yes. The, the, the paradigm reveals the rise of this figure called the warrior. Who is he? Yeah. Well, well, the, well. The setting is that the the nation comes to a, a critical uh, juncture. Where, where basically, if the House of Ahab continues in power, it's going to wipe out religious faith. It's going to wipe out the the people of God. It's going to seal the nation's apostasy. It's going to be over if they continue in power. The, the heirs of Ahab. Um, so you got so with America, and really, you know, and, and whatever happens in America affects everything else, of course. So that with America, you also have this critical juncture. You have this election where you, we, where if we had gone the other way with with the Democratic platform, we would have sealed the Supreme Court for a generation or. More. We would have sealed the, the religious liberty. We would have sealed all of this. In fact, it was the most brazen uh, campaign in, or actually platform in the history of the Democratic Party. It was the first time ever in their history they didn't just they didn't just allude to abortion with with euphemisms. They they celebrated it. I mean, they 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 vowed they're going to strike down the the Hyde Amendment if they win, which means that everyone in America is Christians are going to be literally directly funding the killing of the unborn. I mean, that's how radical this was. And and not only that, that's this is the election where Hillary Clinton made that famous statement. It was her first speech as uh, in running for president when she said 
deep-seated religious beliefs have to be changed. Why? So that abortion can expand. Now, I cannot think of a more Jezebelian statement than that. And that was Jezebel saying that we have to overturn the religious beliefs of Israel so that child sacrifice can expand. So that was the stake. So then comes a surprise in the paradigm. And that is exactly what you alluded to. The chapter is called The Warrior. And that is a man that, that actually Elijah was supposed to anoint this guy. He, we don't know if he did. So Elijah sends a young prophet to go to a military camp and to with a message for one of those people. And the man's name is Jehu. Jehu is going to be the mystery of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to follow the paradigm of Jehu. And so he goes to the camp, and he says, i got a message for you, commander. He says, which one, says Jehu, is for you? So he takes the, he takes the commander, Jehu, takes him aside, and says to him, thus says the Lord God of Israel, he's anointed you to become king of Israel. You're going you're gonna to end the house of Ahab. So he, he anoints him, and then he runs, he, he, he takes off, and he gets out of there. Well, who was Jehu? Jehu was not a politician. He was, and, and so Donald Trump is not a politician. He, Jehu was a warrior. He was a fighter. Donald Trump is a fighter. He fights with everybody. In fact, in fact, you know, I, I'm convinced that somewhere in the Hebrew, ancient Hebrew, it says that you find it says Jehu had a Twitter account at night, and so you know some of you. But this is exactly <laughs> it. He fights with everybody. Jehu is not a gentleman. He is a rough man. Donald Trump is a rough man. Uh, at times, it will seem as if Jehu is out of control. He's impulsive. Well, Donald Trump will seem like he's out of control, impulsive. And, and also, he'll come suddenly on the scene. Jehu will, uh, will, will shake the status quo, the political realm, totally shake it. So will Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is going to follow this this thing and the the entire thing and so what happens he's going to oppose the house of Ahab well that's going to translate to the house of Clinton uh, and so what happens here now the 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 amazing thing is that you actually read something some people who are listening may remember from their Sunday school or from church but it's an amazing thing what happens is when Jay was anointed he begins a race to the throne a literal race a campaign a race to the throne he gets on his chariot and he he begins a race and, it, and his his key strategy is speed to catch his enemies his opponents off guard so he begins a race in the chariot the the watchman in the city of Jezreel sees him coming doesn't know it's him and says well we don't know who's coming but the driving is like that of Jehu for he driveth furiously well how did Donald Trump lead that campaign furious he was a wrecking ball wrecking ball absolutely and that's exactly what Jehu was too Jay, think about it Jehu was a wrecking ball he is, he is, he is literally destroying he's he's tearing down what was there and and another word in the Hebrew how he is, is that he drives crazy or or some of your bibles will say he drives like a madman so you know, I could not think of a better description of the race of Donald Trump it made no sense and yet he drove like a madman and yet he would end up getting to where he had, getting to the throne. So what happens is, there's a showdown in the paradigm. The, now, now listen to this. The, the showdown is between the warrior on one side, and that's, that's Jehu, that's Trump. And on the other side, who is it? It's the former first lady, Queen Jezebel. Jezebel. She's queen. still hanging around. Hanging around, still hanging around, and she's, and, and, and she's like the last pillar, because if she remains in power, then the House of Ahab is going to remain in power. And so with Hillary Clinton, same thing. And so it comes down in the end to the warrior and the queen. And so, you know, you remember, you know, of course, Richard, I mean, we all remember, all the polls were saying that, you know, that, that the Democrats are going to, try, not only are they going to win, Hillary Clinton's going to win, she's going to trounce 
Donald Trump. It's going to be. It's going to be. All the major polls were saying it's over. It's over. But the paradigm said the opposite. The ancient paradigm says this: when the warrior comes head to head with a former first lady, or were Jehu versus Jezebel, or Trump versus Hillary Clinton, it, the the first lady will be defeated, and the warrior will be victorious. Now, interesting, I'm going to throw this in, I don't often throw this in, but we're, we're getting into detail, and of course this is more than I can ever touch is on the book, but I'm getting into more than I do in most interviews. What happens, if you remember what happens with Jezebel, it says when she sees Jehu coming, she puts on makeup, and she adorns her head, and then she comes to the window. Now, now a lot of people think, well, she's trying to seduce Jehu, well, that's unlikely. She, first of all, she was a grandmother at the time, and so was Hillary Clinton. But what it, when it talks about what she's doing is she's, 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 she's making herself out to be the queen. And she, when it says she adorns her head, it's most likely she's putting on a crown. Right. I it, deserve it, to be the queen. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Entitlement. And what she's doing is, what do you do when you put a crown on your head? You're planning a coronation. Well, all the, you look at all the articles mm. about when it got, came down to election day, it said that Clinton is planning her own coronation. Right. And she planned what she planned. She planned the glass ceiling to come down and a great spectacle over New York City. There were going to be fireworks all over New York City. She planned a coronation. And you look at the articles, it says the Clinton, the Clinton camp goes from coronation to despair or to downfall. And what happens is, that, well, I'm going to, I'm going to actually now, I'm going to share something with you that's not even in the book, but it's going to be in the, the, the book's already in reprint, and it's going to be in like maybe the next reprint, but it's, it's coming in. They may get it, they may not. But let me tell you what's going to, I didn't know this when I first wrote this. The amazing thing, during the convention that nominated Clinton, on the day of the nomination, right. a, a guy gets up and he makes this speech to nominate, I mean, to celebrate her, and he, it's a weird speech. What he, the whole, the, if you want to sum up the speech, the, the guy says, he, he, the theme of the speech, of the speech are these words. They threw her down as, as first lady, but, but she wouldn't stay thrown down. They threw her down as senator, but she wouldn't stay thrown. They threw her down as secretary. They, they threw her down in the cabinet. They, he keeps saying they threw her down, they threw her down, they threw her down, threw her down. If you take the words, this is, it's prophetic, that was said at the, said at the, on the day of her nomination, you take, or her, or the, or the day when she, she receives it, take the words that he said in that speech, they threw her down, plug it into the internet. People can go on the internet right now, put, put down, threw her down in the internet. And where, where the internet will take you, the search will take you of all the words in the world, it will take you to the Bible, it will take you to Second Kings, it will take you to the chapter that focuses on on Jezebel versus Jehu or Trump versus Clinton. Second Kings chapter nine verse thirty three. <laughs> Throw exact, her down, Jehu said. The exact verse which is prophesying her downfall. I mean this is eerie on the day of the, the Democratic speech will take you to the exact verse that is the downfall of Hillary Clinton. Unbelievable, but it's been an hour and a half of unbelievable, and it continues on the other side, the paradigm with Jonathan Kahn. Don't you dare go away. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back. Jonathan Kahn stays with us. Uh, he is with us for the full two hours. The book is called The Paradigm, the Ancient Blueprint that Holds the Mystery of Our Times. Again, Jonathan, how do people get a hold of this remarkable uh, piece of literature? Thanks. 
Thanks for here. It's the paradigm is everywhere. It just was released um, a few weeks ago. It's every it should be everywhere from Amazon online, any any online place, plus uh, wherever books are sold from Walmart, all, all everywhere. Basically, it's easy to get. And uh, and if they want to get in, if you want to get in touch, um, it's the the ministry's Hope of the World. Um, just remember hopeoftheworld.org, and we'll send you free things. We uh, that that's that's basically our mission. Or if you want to check the latest things, it's Jonathan Con uh, the Facebook. But the paradigm is literally everywhere. Okay, and and again for the uh, the dates for Jonathan's com- upcoming appearance in Toronto, and there are a number of them. We're posting those uh, to where is it, Albert? The past show page. Under past guests on the front page. Under past guests on the front page. All right, and let me give you those again quickly. Wednesday, November the fifteenth at seven p.m. Church of the Queensway or Church on the Queensway. Again, that's November the fifteenth, seven p.m. Church on the Queensway. Uh, it's, um, there's no, uh, oh, you, you have to register for that one. That's at eventbrite.com. Saturday, Saturday, November the 18th at 7 p.m., and that's at the Vaughn Community Church, 200 Racco Parkway in Thornhill. Uh, for that, no registration required, but arrive early to guarantee seating. Sunday, November 19th, two times. Sunday, November 19th, 10 a.m., Miracle Family Temple, 1100 Bellamy Road. And then Sunday, November 19th at 3.15 p.m., Tamil Church of the Living Savior, 480 Huntingwood Drive. Again, for both of those Sunday dates, no registration required, but arrive early to guarantee seating. And all of these dates and times and so forth will be posted. Go to uh, strangeplanet.ca, go to the Conspiracy Show, and on the front page, just click Past Guests, and uh, it'll take you right there. All that info under Jonathan's name. All right, we were talking about, um, let's see, we were talking about uh, 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 Jehu, who was the heir to King Ahab. I'm sorry, no, uh, uh, um, my, um, my apologies. Jor- yeah, Joram was the heir and Jehu was the warrior. Jehu was who, the warrior. Who, who throws out the house of Ahab. That's basically. right, so Jehu is facing uh, Queen Jezebel. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Jehu. What what was he on about in terms of was he talking about taking the northern kingdom back to the a, a better time when they were when they were praying to God and, and, and adhering <laughs> to God's rules or what was Jehu about? Yeah, what was well, his Jehu's a fascinating person because Richard, if you you take it's amazing when you look at the ancient the commentaries about Jehu you basically could just put in Donald Trump's name I mean because they, it's amazing what they say about him um, he was he said and we'll we'll get into another something that happens on the way but he. He says, "Listen, you know this is for this. This is for God." Now, now, as far as we know, he didn't live a godly life beforehand. Okay, but he is, he is, he is saying we're gonna we got to get a, we got to get it back to God, and we don't. And, and the commentaries to this day cannot make up their mind if Jehu was was really knew God or didn't know God. But he was, but he was used by God. You know that that he's a vessel that's used by God, and even though he seems unlikely, he's used of God. So he was he was ending Baal worship. Now now, and that's what he actually would do. Baal worship was a foreign import. So so you have Jehu being against foreign things. I mean, uh, you can fill in the blanks here. But 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 of course it's but of course it's you know it's also ungodly. So he's trying he's 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 literally ending the legacy of the house of Ahab, which is actually what Donald Trump did up to that point with that you know the whole legacy of the Clinton years up through Obama. 
And so it is, you have a nationalistic, you have a nationalistic part of it, but you also have a godly part of it. And God is basically using this guy. And the, the other thing interesting is it's revealed in the account of Jehu's rise that he actually, uh, he was on the wrong side before this. He was, he was working for Ahab. He, he was there when Elijah prophesied judgment on Ahab in the vineyard. He was there. And so, it reveals he was on the wrong side of the culture, so Donald Trump was on the wrong side originally, and also it means that he was actually serving Ahab, and we know that Donald Trump was actually friends with the Clintons, and acquaintance with Clintons, and was for that, and because that Jehu was on that side of it, he was champing, he was fighting for the kingdom of Baal, so he was, he would, that originally he was for child sacrifice, but now he turned against it, well, Donald Trump was originally pro-abortion, but now he turned totally the other way, just like Jehu did, he turned against it, and and now he's actually used, despite himself, is being used by God. And one other thing, this is all remarkable. One other thing uh, many people may not be aware of, and Jehu said, I'm going to build a big, beautiful wall, and I'm going to make the Phoenicians pay for it. <laughs> I think that must be in the Septuagint version. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. All know. right. Uh, now, we, I want to talk, uh, just come back, just cycle back a little bit to Queen Jezebel and Hillary Clinton, because we keep talking about the, and we'll do this after the break, but we keep talking about the length of their, you yes. know, their reign, and we talk yes. about Ahab, and and we talked about Clinton, we talked about yep. uh, Obama, Obama, and um, and sure. Joram. So let's let's just circle back and talk about Hillary and Queen Jezebel because there's another interesting parallel there. Absolutely. We'll do all that on the other side. Jonathan Kahn, the paradigm, back with more in a moment on the Conspiracy Show. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Uh, welcome back. Jonathan Kahn is with us. The book is The Paradigm, The Ancient Blueprint That Holds the Mystery of Our Times, available just about anywhere. And if you want to get a hold of uh, uh, Jonathan, you can do so at the website hopeoftheworld.org. That's the ministry, hopeoftheworld.org. And for a full list of days, times, and locations for his upcoming Toronto speaking tour, uh, go to our website, strangeplanet.ca, find the radio show, The Conspiracy Show, and on the front page you'll see past guest info. And it's under there, under, under Jonathan's name. Uh, and that's Wednesday, November the 15th, Saturday, November the 18th, and then two dates, or two times on Sunday, November the 19th. And, uh, all those, uh, all the information is right there. We were talking, uh, about Queen Jezebel and, uh, Hillary Clinton and the parallel there. How long was Queen Jezebel in power on the scene and how does that relate to Hillary Clinton's reign? Yeah, well, we'll do, I'll do it from from starting from Hillary Clinton. She was she was on the national stage, in, actually in parts. Twenty two years with her husband, seventy nine to two thousand one. That was first lady of Arkansas and then of, of America. So that's a twenty two year period with her husband, and then she goes on her own, as we know. Uh, she's eight years as a senator, four years as secretary of state. So that's a twelve year period. Then she re, she retires from public life for two years. And then there's nothing. She's not on the stage. But then she comes back on the stage, as we just happened, and she's there for two years, uh, basically, as running for president. So we, so you have 12 years plus two years, comes 14 years on her own on the national stage. So we got 22 years with her husband, and then we have 14 years on the national stage on her own. Well, what about Je- what does the Bible say about Jezebel? It's easy to put together. How long was Jezebel on the national stage with her husband? 22 years. How long was she on the stage alone after that? Fourteen years. The exact <laughs> oh, come year. On, come on. Yeah. 
for real. Oh wow! And in fact, in fact, I'll say, you know, the, I, we didn't get into this. Uh, the paradigm actually gives the time when all these things happen because when it gives the timing when Jehu has his rise when he comes head to head with the first lady when the first lady former first lady falls has her downfall when he triumphs all that takes place in the bible in the 12th year of king Joram so now we already had the parameters you guys have been following it that Joram is Obama so you take the the 12th year and you take 2004 at 12 years it takes you to the year pinpoints the year 2016 right. 2016 therefore is the year of the rise of the warrior is the year of the the showdown the year of the fall of the first lady and the year of the triumph of the warrior it all happens i mean like exactly and, and and Richard when yeah. when this started first coming to me when i say when this all the stuff about the numbers and the years that well, i didn't even know that i mean that came after the thing about September 11th and the days that I didn't even know that I was well into it and that's when it came so it was already there and this is all came after uh, Jehu enlisted uh, the, the the help I guess in his campaign against the Ahab dynasty it was kind of a holy man tell me about, yes. about him yes well on, oh, here's what happens you know the the uh, after he defeats the queen and then there and, and by the way that that all happens the queen is defeated and he and he is victorious in the nation's northeastern major city which is you know Jezreel there with America they're both Hillary Clinton and, and Trump on the day of the election are in New York City the northeastern city after winning he turns his attention to the capital city so he's going to go to the capital city to take the throne but on his way there he meets a man. Who is who is as you said he, in in the in the paradigm he's called the holy man and his name is Jehonadab, kind of mysterious man but but he he he's he in every commentary he is listed that he's called he represents the religious conservatives of the land and so here now here's what happens Jehu has a meeting with this guy representing the religious conservatives of the land and he and so Trump on his way to power he has meetings and we all know this he has special meetings with who? The religious conservatives, the evangelical Christians. Mm-hmm. And what does Jehu do? Jehu says, you can read the account, basically, in effect, he says, listen, I'm with you. And, you know, so Trump said, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I'm going to fight for life. I'm going to fight for religious freedom. I'm with you. And then, and then Jehu says, are you, will you be with me? And so Trump says, will you be with me? And so what happens is, Jehonadab says, yes, I will be with you, because he looks at the alternative. The alternative is the house of Ahab, then Jezebel. He says, I will be with you, or the house of Ahab. So he joins it. So the two get it, he gets it to his chariot. So now the, in the chariot, you got the, the warrior, and you got the holy man. So you got Trump, and then who, on his way to the, to the capital city, who comes with him? Religious conservatives. If it was not for religious conservatives or evangelical Christians, he would not have been elected. They come in there, and actually during the inauguration, you have more people, pray, more born again people praying than any other president in history. I mean, it's a, you know, it's despite, you know, it's, it's, it goes against. Trump's an enigma, yet God still uses that. Right. And, and the other thing is that literally, I mean, Jehu will, I mean, well, you know, literally Trump will actually partner with a one particular man who will be Mike Pence. And Mike Pence is a religious conservative known as a holy man. Actually, people, the press mocks him because he abstains from things. Well, Jehonadab is known for someone who abstained from any form of evil. So you even have that. So they ride together to the capital city. And Jehu won because he didn't, he didn't ignore the flyover state of Samaria. Uh, Absolutely. 
absolutely. <laughs> that, absolutely. That, again, that's all in the Septuagint. <laughs> what happened? That, quoted by Richard. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. happened when Jehu took the throne? What did well, he do? Well, he heads to the capital city because he can't, he can't take the throne without getting there, and that's Samaria. He heads to the capital city, but the capital city, but he's got, a, he's got a, he's got a, an agenda. Jehu's agenda as he heads to the capital city is, listen, is to drain the swamp. Oh. Literally. I mean, you can read what happens. He's oh, there oh, no. to drain the swamp. He goes there to drain the corruption, take out the, 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 the priests of Baal, take out all that stuff. And when he gets to the capital city, it's literally, it's like, it's, it's divided. I mean, it's a war zone. This is the place of Ahab. It's a place of, of Baal worship. And so literally, the Washington, D.C. was a divide. It was like a war zone. And I was there. It was a war zone. And, and America is divided, just the way, just the way Israel was. And the thing, the people who are most against, would be most against Jehu, are the people who are engaged in child sacrifice. Well, well, who is that today? The abortion industry was literally doing everything they could to stop Trump. But also, if you read it, you read it, uh, Jehu was also in a war against witchcraft, because that was Baal worship. He literally uses the word witchcraft. He's in a war. So you got Jehu and you got the witches. Well, amazing, even this. And when Trump becomes president, what happens? After the, all across America and the world, the gathering, gatherings take place under the moon of witches, Witches are gathering, literally, to cast spells against Donald Trump. Right. I mean, that has never happened in the history of, of America, and yet that's in the paradigm. It was a war with Jehu and the witches. And when he gets to the capital city, there, there's a temple of Baal that Ahab built, and Jehu destroys the temple of Baal. And now, temple of Baal linked to child sacrifice. What's the first thing Trump does when he becomes president? He issues executive orders to undo the orders of Obama, and also they were the orders of Clinton. Mexico City policy. Yeah, to protect, to, he does to protect uh, unborn children. He's trying to dismantle the abort, the state-supported abortion industry. Now, now we got to pray because he's trying to do that still. But that's exactly what Jehu did. He he basically cut off all the state support of the priests of Baal. But literally, now here's an eerie thing: that they're actually. Could there actually exist a Temple of Baal? Well, there did. Ex- there has been a Temple of Baal. It goes back from ancient times. It existed for 2,000 years in the Middle East, stood for, it withstood everything. And then, but according to the paradigm, when the warrior rises, the Temple of Baal will fall to the ground. Well, after 2,000 years, the Temple of Baal in the Middle East fell to the ground. And it fell to the ground in the summer of 2015, which is the exact time when Trump began his rise to the presidency. Wow. Um, we, we're almost out of time. I just want to jump ahead to the, um, what, what does this paradigm, what does it tell us about the future? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole chapter at the end about called the harbinger of things to come because the paradigm gives us clues and keys about the future and all, and also it gives it gives us really the way to to actually the paradigm contains a paradigm within the paradigm of the keys of for God's people how to live how to overcome how to prevail. Now there's too much to go into in the time we have, but I'll say say a few things. One is it contains warning too because because Jehu was a mixed figure. Um, so so there it, there was good and there was not good. But here's the thing. Here's the most important thing right now, and I, I can't get into the future. Actually, I'll I'll say this. It does it does intersect with the with the harbingers because Jehu is actually going to lead to the harbingers. So that's the, it's actually going to lead to to a time of judgment. But but here's the good news. Or here's the, what Jehu did is he created a window of time. He held back the apostasy. He defeated the the Baal worship and the 
house of Ahab. So what he did is he provided a window for the nation. Uh, he wasn't the answer, but he provided a window for the answer, which is revival. So Jehu, so that's exactly what Trump, that's, you want to understand Donald Trump? He was used as a vessel despite himself to create a window of time now where there's still religious freedom. He, he stalled the, the apostasy. So there is time for revival. And the key right now is revival. And if there's revival, that's the only hope America has, the only hope Canada has, the only hope the West has, that there's revival. Without revival, this will descend. And with Jehu's time, we don't know if there was revival. And the long term is they descended to judgment. And that's where the harbingers kick in. So the chance we have is now. So we cannot waste it. And that the last thing in the book, one of the last things in the book is called the Elijah paradigm. And that is the paradigm for God's people right now. That we are to follow. I can't go into detail, but we'll follow, we get, there's the paradigm of how to overcome, how to prosper, and how to be the light that you are called to be. These can be the most exciting times, but we've got to follow God all the way. And, and are there clues? Well, uh, how long did Jehu reign? Do we know? Well, Jehu, Jehu reigned for, I think, I believe it's 28 years, but remember, this, this, what, what the reign, you know, no, no president reigns for any of those things, but it's how long were they on the national stage, or how long did their rise begin? So, there's still a lot of stuff to do. I'm, I have more, I have more mathematics to do. I haven't done it, and I'm sure people are going to find a lot more things in the paradigm, even than, than I have set out. Wow, what, what a remarkable, uh, work, Jonathan. Congratulations and thank you. And, and thank you for spending, uh, two hours with us. Very generous of you. And, uh, you must be exhausted after all this. Richard, it is always a joy, truly a joy and a blessing and an honor to be with you. And maybe I'll, we'll see you, uh, face to face as well, but it's a joy and an honor with you. Uh, likewise, my friend. I hope we can maybe even break bread together when you, when you come up in, no, Let's in November. Try for it. God bless you, Richard. God bless you. The paradigm, the ancient blueprint that holds the mystery of our times, Jonathan Kahn. My thanks to uh, Ian and Albert and Ryan and North and Zach for hanging out. And all of you for listening at home. Back next week with James D. Eugenio talking about the JFK files to be released in uh, just days. And John Francis, the global conspiracy of love, a near-death experiencer. And uh, in the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.